0: Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord! It's good to see so many people here on a Sunday morning. Wow! How good is God? How many were here on uh, Wednesday, Thursday? When was it? Wednesday night. How many are here Wednesday night? I still think there were some people that snuck in that weren't in the school, but anyway, we had an awesome time. So I'm Charlie. This is my wife, Shirley Robinson. We have a son somewhere. I don't know. What's his name? Sammy? He's he's out doing something. He's in Prince George, and he actually was out yesterday. We took him to the airport. He's at your place. We sort of snuck him in without people knowing to snuck him out and uh i'm just so happy to be here and honored to be here and if you know my history i went to this church back in the 80s wow. and uh where god spoke to me that we were going to see what the vineyard wasn't going to see and we were going to get what the vineyard wasn't going to get wow. can you imagine he told me that in the uh, in the late 80s and the early 90s wow. and before bob jones died i was on a call with bob jones And in the middle of the conversation, he goes, Charlie, you're going to see what the vineyard isn't going to see, and you're going to get what the vineyard isn't going to get. Can you imagine that? Because this church had revival in it. And then a whole bunch of people went and started the Langley Vineyard, and that was amazing. But this is a well. It's a lightning rod. You're in the right place. This is the time. Everything changes as of January 22nd. I won't have time to go through everything, although I'm starting before 11, so that's good. And um, I've got to stick to to what God has given me this morning because it is Sunday morning. But uh, I want you to say this, I will not leave this place without receiving something from God, without receiving something from heaven. As of today, James 1:17 is here. Every good gift and every perfect gift is coming down, is coming down, is coming down. On me and my family. family. Amen. Good. Praise God. Wow. Man, I that just got me messed up right there. So hopefully I'll get through my whole message. If you've never heard me before, praise God. We're we're gonna go places in the spirit. I'm gonna share some specific testimonies for today. I don't share these testimonies. Uh, I, I said, God, I have a whole lot of stuff. When we were praying that prayer about the anointings, and that, that's what I was preaching on Wednesday. I was thinking we went through just about all of those things because God is releasing a fresh anointing upon the earth. It, it started uh, on January the 22nd. I was in a church in Abbotsford, and the Holy Spirit came because January 22nd was a, was a, um, a monument because it was the day that revival started and uh, in 2016 remember the lady kept saying uh, 2016 that's that's the highest i say you can get and in 2016 god visited me on uh, on january the 22nd he said tonight's revival going to start revival is going to start tonight and i was in alberta i thought it was going to start in that meeting you got to listen really careful when god speaks sometimes you don't read the fine print and then we're like well, what happened and he said revival's going to happen he said i i called sammy to start the this conference in in um, on January the 20th, uh, t- uh, 2016, he started the conference with Joshua Mills, uh, and um, January the 20th, 20th, God told me, like God tells me lots of stuff, and when you say, well, it was it God? Because I had no idea what, what the 22nd anniversary of the Toronto airport was January 20, 20th, 2016. You probably didn't either. I didn't know. I had to Google it. When I Googled it, I found out God was right. He says, oh, yeah, it is. January the 20th, 2016, the 22nd anniversary. And he goes, today's the 22nd of January. It's back in 2006. And he says, tonight's going to, the door's going to open, open up Isaiah 22:22." And it was the 22nd and 26th anniversary when we started. Joshua Mills left, and he went to San Diego that day. I preached that night in, in, um, in Stony Plain, and nothing happened. I prayed for every, hi, you guys. It's so good. I kept hearing this. Rihanna, 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 Rihanna. And I'm thinking, I know Rihanna's singing at the Super Bowl. That's later on, so don't think about the Super Bowl. And I'm thinking, that's the part. I'm not going to watch Rihanna sing at the Super Bowl, so turn it off. And then you're here, and you're having a baby. That's amazing, you guys. You know the double's coming? I'm telling you, the double, 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 the double for you. The double. I see lots of harvest. I see lots of bales of wheat that are coming. Yeah, good. Wow. So, amen. Where was I? I don't know where I was. Where am I? I'm near Aldergrove. Okay, we're good. Praise God. Keep drinking. If anything offends you, I say go to the river, take a drink by faith, and keep drinking. Amen. Praise God. Woo. Where was I? I don't know. But I'm going to start. Oh yeah. Here's what you're going to have to. We're going to learn to do. Where was I, honey? I was just talking about something. And Toronto. So yeah. So uh, January twenty second, and Jerry. So we got nothing in 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 Alberta. I mean, I'm not saying nothing. But I said, God, if this is revival, you sure lowered the bar. So I'm like, man, what kind of a meeting. I prayed for everybody. Nothing happened. But see, Joshua Mills, that day, January 22nd, flew down to be with our old intern, Jeremy Nelson, but it was not old, but our intern years before, our intern years before, and spoke at his church, and revival landed on the 22nd of January, uh, uh, 2016, and it's still going. And this last January uh, 22nd, and I had no idea. I was at a church in Abbotsford, and God goes, what day is it today? It's a very special day. I said, it is? I didn't even know what day it was. It's the 22nd. I went the 22nd. He said, it's the seventh anniversary of Jeremy's revival that came out of uh, Alberta, where you were. And Joshua went down there, and then it started. And he goes, from now on, everything, everything changes. He said, there's a fresh anointing in the body of Christ. And then he gave me a dream right after. you got to pray for everybody. So at the end, I'm going to pray for everyone. Lay hands on everybody who wants hands. At the end, we're going to line everybody up and pray for everybody. I'm going to lay hands on you quickly. But I'm going to lay hands on you for the fresh anointing that God is doing. So we're going to drink, and we're going to release, and we're going to get sloshed in the glory, and we're going to get not just a little bit of oil, but you anoint my head with fresh oil. Not only fresh oil, my cup runs over. You anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. So not, not good enough to have a little bit of oil today. So when I'm preaching, there's a lot of oil already splashing around. Speaking of, speaking, speaking of oil, uh, Shirley has a book called Do You Need an Oil Change? It's an amazing book, a small book. It'll change your life. And you know what? You do need an oil change. We all need an oil change from time to time. You can't just run your car on oil that you had 15 years ago. If you've been doing that, you probably don't have your car anymore. Even the Bible says, "You've anointed me with fresh oil." Some of us got a lot of old oil. We need some fresh oil. It's amazing how much she knows about cars. Stuff. I had no idea. Like she got it all in the spirit. And how how oil is used in vehicles. How oil is used for the for the for the creaky for the creaky hinges. You got a cre- are you a creaky hinge? Get some oil. Hallelujah. You know the creaky hinge of revival. You know how you solve that? More oil. Five wise, five foolish. Five had extra. Okay, so we need extra. Get that book. We got some. We don't have many. We got some. This is a, this is a, remember the DVD? Remember that day? Us old people? That's a CD, I'm sorry. Remember the CD? Young people are like, what's that CD? What's that? A, B, C, D. Anyway, this is the, uh, this is the CD. Some, some of us are stuck on the VHS. Remember that? And it's called Planting the Heavens, and I wrote that. It's one day, the Lord said, "Um, I've called you, you know what you're going to be doing in heaven. That's what he told me. I said, what am I going to be doing in heaven? He said, you're going to be planting the heavens. I said, I'm going to be planting the heavens? Where's that in the Bible? That day I'm reading, and it's uh, Isaiah um, 51, and it says that God put his words in in, in your mouth and covered you with his hand that he might plant the heavens. That's what it said the same day I read that, Isaiah 51, plant the heavens. You see, plant, can you imagine planting the heavens? It's one thing to think about building a building. But you see, actually on the earth, you're actually planting the heavens too. You're planting heavenly seeds. When when we talk about the kingdom, we're gonna be part of that kingdom. We're planting seeds of the kingdom. And seeds, of the kingdom may start out really small, but they end up being the biggest tree there is. So let's go plant. We don't have very many of those. This is my book called Glory Stories. And it's full of stories about the glory of God. It talks about spiritual hunger. Uh, I had somebody help me, help me write it, Dr. Luke Niebergall. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Amazing young man. And it's all these stories about all these things that happen all over the world where the glory came, lives are changed. We've seen hundreds of people get, get uh, gold teeth, gold crowns. Even in the last couple of weeks, we had a lady of just a few weeks ago, uh, In I don't know the lady, that pastor did, um, Eve, at uh, Abundant Life. And uh, this, I prayed for dental miracles. And I said, listen, I know you're Canadian, so you're not going to look in your mouth. In Korea, everybody will look in everybody's mouth until they find it, right? But here, we're a little bit too, you know. And so I said, but the next day, somebody will, and the next day, somebody will. I said, people are going to get So the next day, one lady phones up. I got got two uh, two crowns, I think, and four of my fillings turned gold. But one lady got eight brand-new gold crowns. So she came to church with no gold in her mouth, zero gold in her mouth. She had seven fillings. No gold in her mouth. She got eight gold crowns. Eight of her teeth turned pure gold, perfectly gold. And all seven of her uh, fillings turned gold. And so what this lady was doing, she went to the doctor, the dentist first thing and got her dental records. And then everywhere she went, she brought that and her mouth. And she walked up to people like this and said, look at this. Ah. And people would go, okay, you got a whole mouth full of gold. You know where I got it? Church. This church, go to that church. Didn't mention me, but thank God, mentioned the church. And randomly, some lady in the street goes, I want to take a picture of that. So she takes a bunch of pictures, puts it on her Facebook, and then the thing went viral, went all over the everywhere. We don't even know if the woman is, saved or not. Because she saw this woman, we had another lady in Grand Prairie, 23 years old, two little kids, sitting on the second row. I don't think they knew the Lord, because their language is pretty salty, because the pastor to- tells me the next night, I pray for dental miracles. Whether whether people put up their hand or not doesn't matter. We do what we do because God leads us, and there's an anointing. Anyway, the next day, this girl comes up to me. She's what's it? She's like 23, and her uh, uh, the pastor brings her up and says. Uh, I want you to listen to this woman. And she looks at me, and she says, I thought you were blankety-blankety-blank blank and blankety blank idiot, a liar. I was sitting next to my husband. I said, that guy's a, don't fill in the blank, but a blank. She was swearing, right? I thought you were just a blankety-blank-blank blank when you were, t- gold teeth, she said. We would have run out, except we we're in the middle. And we had two kids. We couldn't, we thought, oh, we'll just hang in. She went home at 11 o'clock that, that night. She's brushing her teeth. She sees this gold glint. So when you're 23, and you want to take a good look at your tooth, what do you do? You stick your iPhone in her mouth, so she took a picture of it. She put her iPhone on, her, took a picture. You know, I've never seen this in my life. Dennis would never do this, let alone anybody. It—it it was a gold cross in her tooth, a complete gold cross in the tooth, just not a crown, a gold cross in her tooth, perfect. She said I was up till two in the morning phoning everybody and saying, blank, I got a blankety blank gold tooth from heaven in the form of a cross at such such a church, and you need to go there. That was her testimony. We've had a few blankety-blanks in services where people get excited. But that's, they don't know any other ang- language. We've had all sorts of people come in meetings. And it's interesting. I'm not offended at all. Well, the one time, because Sammy got up and said, hey, there's somebody here. You, you got a bad knee and a bad back, and God's healing you. And the guy at the very back, as close to the doors you can get. I mean, he was barely in the church. He was just sitting there the whole time. He was in his early 20s. He starts swearing. He goes, what the blankety-blank kind of church is this? My blankety-back and my blankety knee they're healed. What's the blankety-blank? And, and I can hear the guy that invited him say, like, dude, you can't say that word in church. I don't care. My knee, look, no blankety pay. And then he gets on his phone, and you can hear him. And the guy's like, who are you calling them? Call my friends. You need to come to this blankety-blank church. Come down to the blank And I said, God, what is that? I mean, how do you deal with that? He goes, well, that's the highest praise from the lowest point. Okay, so we got that book, Glory Stories, and this is Shirley's favorite, Spirit Led Parenting. She, uh, you know, she, she's in, uh, How many of your Uda Badamboves have you done? Your, uh, yeah, you've done them twice. You're doing them again soon. It's called Spirit Led Parenting. A yeah, a new course she's doing. Anyway, so we we got all those books outside. Buy them all. Here you go, honey. I'm going to give them to you so you can make sure you have them. We had we only brought so many in into Calgary. Calgary has two centers. Who's oh, amazing. We never seen 1,200 people in three services. It was amazing. And that's a church that used to have about 150 people, but the Holy Ghost had fallen on that church. You talk about hunger. Our book sold out, and people ordered 30 more after we left. It it, it just went insane, you guys. Because people are hungry. There's a fresh anointing. There's a new anointing. Do you want that anointing? There's a fresh anointing. There's a new anointing. Do you want the anointing? There's a fresh anointing. There's a new anointing. Do you want that anointing? There's a fresh anointing. There's a new anointing. Do you want that anointing? That's the question. There's a fresh anointing. There's a new anointing. Do you want that? Do you want that anointing? It's new. It's fresh. Do you want it? He anointed my head with fresh oil. This is the time to get anointed. And what is it going to do? It's going to prepare you for revival that is about to come. Because if you're not prepared, you're going to miss it. And and because it's going to be so different, so they're so glorious, so awesome, so full of angels, living creatures, the chariots of fire, whirlwinds. That's, every time I come here, I see them, especially the last couple of times, it's whirlwinds and chariots of fire flying around. And and why? Because they're preparing for something, they're preparing you for something. They don't want you to miss the next move of God because when it comes, a lot of people will. They'll dismiss it because it will become with miracles, signs, and wonders. Boom! It's so done that. I want to share a dream. I shared it. On Wednesday night, I'm going to share it with you, share it wherever I go, especially in Canada. I've shared it in the States as well. That's a dream I had maybe four months ago. It's a defining dream for Canada. God gives me a lot of dreams for Canada, and not only dreams, but he gives me, and then he tells me what to do. You can have a dream, but you have to know what to do, and then you have to do it if you want to see it. So today I'm going to teach you how to throw down. You know, that's the that big expression, Sammy said, Dad, man, that guy came in and he threw down. You ever heard that? Sammy says it all the time. He came in. Dad, and he threw down. You got to know how to throw down, he goes. I'm like, oh, yeah, throw it down, Sammy, throw it down. <laughs> you know, that's it. You, know, you throw it down. In other words, you're all in and you're going for it. Yeah. And there's no plan B, right? Yeah. And so I had this dream. And in the dream, I saw the government of Canada, the governments of Canada, the people that are in the governments. Of Canada, and they went all the way from Vancouver Island all the way to Newfoundland in a straight line. And it was just like that, you know, about that level there of all that stuff at the back. And they were all just standing there. And they were people who were in government. That's that's all that it was. It wasn't like the evil government. No, it was the government. This was our government, but from coast to coast. And then I realized I'm standing sort of in the middle here, and the church is lined up from coast to coast, all the way from Vancouver Island, all the way to Newfoundland. They're not part of the church. But I look, and underneath these guys, they don't even know it, is a demonic realm, a dark demonic realm, going from Vancouver Island to Newfoundland. And these guys are standing on it. They don't know it. And the demons and the principalities were laughing so hard at you and me and the church, laughing, mocking. It was horrible. But they were all seeing one thing. You stupid church. You don't even believe in miracles, signs, and wonders, and you don't know it's the only thing that'll make us move. Nothing will make us move. You can talk and preach to the day as long. We ain't moving. Paul said the kingdom of, kingdom of heaven... The kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but it's also not a matter of words, but of power. you got to preach the gospel. But Jesus said, they that believe are not only going to preach. They're going to heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the leper, cast out devils. You see, it, 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 Jesus said, if you don't believe for my words, because of my words, at least believe for the signs. That's what he said. People get saved by believing in the works that Jesus did and the signs that Jesus did. Nicodemus didn't come to Jesus at night because he was a great preacher. The Bible doesn't say that. It says the stuff that he did. Because he came to Jesus and he didn't say, wow, you're the greatest preacher and teacher I ever heard. I never said that. Because he was a teacher. He was a preacher. Nicodemus was. He says, no man can do what you can do if God weren't with him. What's he talking about? The signs, the wonders. And the demons were saying, you churches in Canada, you don't even believe in miracles, signs, and wonders. You guys, I had been preaching this for 10 years. That 95% of the church in Canada do not believe it. Come to my city. I live right next door. I won't tell you which one. Starts with an A. And uh, 95% of the churches, minimum, do not believe in it. When I say they don't believe in it, some preach against it. And I love churches. So I'm not railing against the church. The devil was laughing at the church, though, because we didn't believe in the very thing that will change our nation. And they kept saying, if you don't move in Miracle, Signs, and Wonders, so we're not moving. If we don't move, they're not going to move. And you're trying to deal with these guys in the flesh. You're trying to deal with these guys through politics. The demons were saying to that. He said, it ain't going to work. Because if you don't move us, they ain't moving. And you know what I'm thinking about? First thing I'm thinking is, does he know I understand what he's saying? Like he's telling me something here. I don't want to hear it from him. Then God comes behind my right shoulder is where he always comes, the Father. He says, Charlie, unless the church moves in miracles, signs and wonders. He said, your government won't move. But here's how it's going to change. When the church stands up and begins to move in miracles, signs and wonders. You say, well, we talk too much about it. We We don't talk. We don't talk anything enough about miracles, signs, and wonders, and especially we don't move in it. Yes. How many church moves in it? Not 1%. There's not 1%. You might see the odd healing. I'm talking moving in miracles, signs, and wonders, yes. believing in everything, the glory of God, revival, the power of God coming down, the angels coming down, the glory of God coming in. Because when these things happen, devils move out. And so here's what God told me. God told me when you begin to move in it, he said the oil's going to come out. And it did. And all of a sudden, I'm standing there, and there's Sammy, and he's doing what Sammy does, and I'm, I, I'm doing something, And all of a sudden, there's an oil from heaven. You know, the devil doesn't like oil. Oh, he hates oil. And all of a sudden, this oil came out, and it went right into that darkness, just a small spot. And all of a sudden, the demons went ballistic. Hey, Stephen. Man, you're everywhere. I thought you were in Phoenix. Man, you're here now. In Montreal, hallelujah. So it goes, the anointing goes in. And the demons go insane. And when they go insane, they literally go and they start fighting themselves. They don't know what they they can't see. They're struck blind. They don't know what's going on. And all of a sudden, I see a couple of politicians start saying things without anybody telling them that nobody has ever said it before. Politicians. So we're in Alberta, and we do one meeting. And uh, you know what, Sammy, start moving word of knowledge, calling people out by name, this, that. You know what's happening. They're getting healed, delivered. The glory of God hits you. We were in a couple of meetings. And then I I prayed for the dental miracles. You know what happens that weekend? The premier of Alberta gets up and out of the blue says, the unvaccinated are the most persecuted people in Canada. You know, there's never been said before that I've heard by any politician anywhere. Why would she say that? Because that one little thing. What if, I can't, I can't go into all, all the details, but what in different periods, as we begin to do this, listen, you guys, it's not by works, your works, but it's believing God that he can use what he put in you yeah. when the time is right. Yeah. He can use what he put in you. Oh, not, not uh, what he can put in Kevin or what he put in oh, this guy that annoyed me. You. Can you believe that God is big enough to use what he put in you to change the world? Can you believe that the anointings in your life can come out of you and change the world? Absolutely, 100%. It's going to happen. It's the only way it'll happen. So it's not by your works, it's by your faith. Yeah. Right? In God, that he can, you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Yeah. Hallelujah. So we're going to, I'm, going to cho- I'm going to teach you how to throw down today. How many want to know how to throw down today? So you say, well, how does that work? What do you mean miracle signs? How's it going to change that thing? Okay, so if you look at one of Israel's darkest moments, it's when they were in Egypt. And the king forgot about Joseph and, and, and the Israelites. And what did he do? They became slaves. They became slaves. And the devil knew that God is going to raise up somebody. So what does he do for a couple of years? Has all the babies killed. The Hebrew babies killed. Why? Same with Jesus. He knows something's happening. He doesn't know who. So let's wipe out all the babies. W- what do you think's happening in the schools the way it is? Because he knows God's about to raise kids up right now. Kids. Who are going to have the highest spiritual IQs in the body of Christ. If they're just going to come out of nowhere. So he's, he's trying with abortion. He's trying with all this other stuff. He's trying to destroy, disrupt, because he knows somebody's coming or a company's coming to get him. And once, once that person shows up, he will not be able to stop him. Moses just didn't die at 120. He died with his eyes were perfect. He died full of strength. Bob Jones says a generation coming. It'll be either the next generation or the one after. He said you won't be able to kill him. You will not be able to physically kill him. Yeah, ooh, well, how about a generation of that? Yeah. Praise God. So so, so Moses, what did he do? Egypt's in, you know, I mean, they're, and they're terrorizing literally the Israelites. So what does he do? He raises up a man named, Mo, named Moses. And what is, he said, you know how, how God calls him after 40 years because he thinks he's the guy that kills the Egyptians in the desert 40 years. Now he's not quite so sure. He's got a stutter of some kind. And, uh, and God says, okay, now I'm going to use you, because the fire showed up. He not only looked at the fire, it said he turned aside to look at the fire. When he looked at the fire, God didn't speak to him. He looked at the fire, and there was the fire, a burning bush. But when he turned aside to look at the fire, you have to have a desire, eagerly desire, spiritually eagerly, he eagerly desired. You know what? Some people think, oh, it's probably like 10 feet away. It could have been three miles away. You don't know that. He's looking, what that thing doing, burning? And he's got the sheep, so he just heads that way. And when he gets there, God speaks to him, take off your shoes, take off your sandals. And he said, I'm going to call you, and this is what you're going to do. You're going to speak to Pharaoh. And so he had to get Aaron because God didn't like that. But anyway, Aaron, part of the plan. But what does Moses have in his hand? A stick or a staff. Or We call it a staff now. He had a stick. And so what was the first thing he did? What was he called to do? Throw down. He's going to throw down. He's going to throw down throw it down. So he throws it down, turns into a snake. Moses runs away from the snake. Wow. You know, Moses probably wasn't a lot different from us. You say, oh, I would have stood there. No, you wouldn't have. Throw down, ah, ah, it down. a snake. Nice snake. No, you wouldn't have done that. You ran away from the snake. God said, pick it up. Oh, man. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Turn the other way. I want this end. As he picks it up. Turns into a snake. Uh, turns into a Turns into him with a staff or a stick. So when he meets Moses, oh, this is very important. It's about to it's not about to happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. If you know how to throw down yeah. the rod, the rod of God. Oh, you know how to throw down the rod of God, it'll happen. Yeah. So what does he do? He throws it down. What does it do? Turn it into a snake. What, is, uh, what does Pharaoh do? Come on, you guys. He gets his guys. Yeah. Yeah. What were they called? The soothsayers, the yeah. warlocks, whatever you want to call them, right? Those guys. And if you look at the, you know what, they had very elaborate, because they had pictures of these staffs. They had, some of them were really elaborate. They had these things at the top. Some of them had a, like a snake head in wood. Some of them had like a globe with a thing. I mean, it was, that's the way it was. These guys all come, no problem. They all throw their staff down, all turns into a, to snakes. Well, that's what God wanted them to do. Why? It doesn't say that Moses' snake swallowed up their snake. Read it. It says Moses' rod swallowed up their rods. Which means that every single one of them went home, went home without their power. Instead of walking around like this down the street and everybody terrified of these guys, they're like, and you can hear people, what happened to the guys? Where's that rod he used to? Where's that scary thing he used to? They didn't have it anymore. First thing God did, deal with the spirit of witchcraft. So if you're a witch this morning, not a good time to be a witch, I'm telling you. Bad time to be a witch. And then what happened? Through signs and wonders and miracles. Now, they ended up turning into blessing for the Israelites, but real bad for the Egyptians. This is the season of the time frame of earth that we're living on right now. And we're about to see these things. And for a while, things fell on the, the, the Israelites too, but after a while, didn't touch them. The favor of God. But you've got to move and work and increase in favor to get there, and wisdom. I'm talking about wisdom. You're increasing wisdom today. This is, the, this is the knowledge of the glory of the Lord we're talking about. Why do you need to increase in wisdom and in favor? Because Jesus had to do it too. The Bible says that Jesus increased in wisdom and favor. With God and man, that means if he had to do it, you had to do it. We still have time to do it. But right now, there's a fresh anointing. How bad do you want it? Do you want it? Oh, I'll tell you, it's in here. You guys are very blessed because you've cultivated and prepared the land for this. And it's already moving. It's already swirling. And it's falling. Okay, good. Boom. Let's go to Ida um, Ramba. There it is. Psalm 2. It's right there. See, I just interpreted that. I used to speak in tongues when I worked at Ace. That's the alternate school in Abbotsford. Seven years I used to work there. Saw so many kids come to the Lord, witness to hundreds, maybe thousands of kids over the years. Every now and then God says, speak in tongues. I go, on to And the kids would go, out loud. And always, every single time, it was always the biggest guy. The guy from the gang. The Hell's Angels kid. The big guy. The, the most hurt guys. <laughs> guys hurting the most. They'd always say, is that Russian? <laughs> I say, nope. And I keep, that about the. Polish? No. Nope. <laughs> See, the other kids are just like, okay, yeah, what is it? They're thinking, what language? Charlie speaks another language. And they're like, he goes, what language is that? I said, heaven. Now, you know what the religious spirit would do? Stop talking until you have the interpretation. That's what the the religious spirit would do. No, I'm going to keep talking. God will give me an interpretation after. I go, the guy comes right up. Do that again. I start talking. He said, come up. Half the class comes up. I'm speaking them in tongues. They said, where'd you get that? Heaven. Where'd you learn it? Didn't learn it. Do it again. (laughs) Now the religious spirits, they're not happy. Sandra, God bless you, man. I love you. I really do and your family yeah you guys are amazing her brother Levy to the lord we're going to be there in a few months i don't know if you know that yeah god's good i can say i love her because i've known her for so long i'm not old enough to be her father we're, i'm a little maybe a li- i don't even know well we won't even talk about how old we are <laughs> Lord, bless Sandra. May her latter years be better than her former. Lord, that singing voice. i Remember, Lord, she can sing like a bird, and she loves God, and she's very anointed, and her, and her kids and her hubby and everything. Let the fire of God come on her. Give her the double and the triple. Wow, take that. Sandra, you're in the right place at the right time today, I'm telling you. This is the day to get something. I'm not saying other people aren't going to get it. I can feel it in my belly the whole time, but this is the day to receive from heaven the things we've been believing for. And it's good things as we've seen in the past, because she used to go to this church, the same church, before, way before me. God does. And you come here now. Look at that. It's full circle. God's good, eh? Man. Okay, where was I before Sandra messed me up? tongues Yeah, speaking in tongues. Yeah, I would just say heaven. What's that language? Heaven. What do you mean heaven? How did you learn it? Never learned it. Got it from heaven. God gave it to me. You can have it too. God told him two things. Never tell them to go to church and never tell them how to get saved. They'll figure it out. Now, that, and I know that's unusual. You know how many kids got saved? So, I, so many, I, for, I forgot count. Teachers got saved. Especially the girls, they come back on Monday and they go, I'm a Christian too. And I'm like, what do you mean you're a Christian too? I went to a Mennonite church and I gave my life to Jesus and, and I'm done with that old life. And then another one, and another, most of them was Mennonite churches. I think we filled Northview up for a while. And a few other churches. They already knew where the churches were. They already had new Christian friends that they didn't like to hang out with. And all of a sudden, when they felt the power of God and saw the glory of God, we had one guy got two. That got two like platinum teeth. He, he just got baptized a couple of years ago. A uh, Dave Roach, and he got a couple of teeth, and it looked like he had a diamond in there. And all the kids, I brought him to a meeting in Mission. He got t- like he didn't get gold, he got like platinum crowns. When one looked like it had a diamond, I kept looking, is that it that and so all the kids would go, I'm talking big guys, I mean tough guys, rough guys, would come and go, Are you the guy that brought Dave to that uh, church service and he got like a diamond in his tooth? And I'm you know that's cool for young people. They like jewels in the teeth, I guess. And they're like, cool, and they shake my hand and walk out and I never see him again. Well, I didn't do anything. I just brought him, put up the announcement. Okay. How do you, uh, uh, throw down, how do you throw down? Okay, got to hurry, it's Sunday morning. Psalm, one, Psalm 2. Ask me, I'll give you the what? Nations. nations for your inheritance. And the what? Ends of the earth for your possession. I was in a church, at 120 people. I said, how many people want to go? It was right at the end of COVID. How many people want to go to the nations? One 16-year-old girl put up their hand. I said, what's wrong with the rest of you? So what if you're not vaccinated? You don't think you can get in other nations because you're not vaccinated? How dumb is that? Stop it. Don't let either way, the vaccine, not the vaccine, have the vaccine, don't have the vaccine, don't let that affect you. Stop it. The devil just uses that, stir everything up. Meanwhile, he just walks right down the middle. But here's how God gives you the nations. You shall break them with a rod of iron. What does that mean? Ever read that? It's in the Bible. And you shall dash them to pieces like Potter's vessel. Yes. Now, the next verse, I was in a, a conference in uh, Minnesota, and um, you know, Georgia Banoff was there, and there was a bunch of speakers everybody knew, and uh, Lester Summerall's son was there, and, and I, I got there really late. And I'm just sitting down and started eating my food. God goes, Up, Go upstairs, leave all these people. I'm like what? I'm just sitting with all the g- go. I'm like, oop, I gotta go. And they're like, you hardly ate. That's fine. I started walking back and forth, and sometimes every now and then, the back of the door in the hotel, God will speak to me. So I kept reading the fire instructions, and it said, <laughs> and it's what else are you gonna read? That's it in the back of the door, right? And it says, if there's a fire, go to this place until otherwise instructed. when I saw otherwise instructed, the only two words I saw was wise and instructed. That's it. I said, that's in the Bible. It is in the Bible. Can you imagine from the back of a hotel door? What can come on the back of a hotel door? You're about to find out. (laughs) Now, therefore, be wise, O kings. Be instructed, you rulers of the earth. Be wise and instructed. We need to be wise and instructed. So do the, so do the, you know why the, a lot of the judges may not be so wise and instructed? Because we aren't. When the church smartens up, so will things out there. That's called favor. Yeah, you have favor with the king. But you've got to move in the wisdom of God. You've got to move the instruction of God. It's what we're doing today, I'm telling you. And you could change the world by throwing down because the rod that comes comes out of your mouth and strikes the ground. It comes out of your mouth and strikes the ground. It comes out of your mouth and strikes the ground. You say, well, how do you know that? Well, let's go to, uh, let's go to uh, Revelation. How do you say, how do you interpret your tongues? I just started talking to kids about Jesus after. It was the easiest thing. But I, they didn't know I was interpreting my tongues. I didn't know what I was going to say. But I spoke in tongues and in tongues. And, they also, and all of a sudden, I'm, whoop. That was the interpretation. I didn't say, and that's the interpretation. Of what you don't, that you, no, it doesn't work. Thus saith the Lord thy God unto thee. The Lord thy God. They would all run out. So, you know, we all used to prophesy like that. You used to prophesy like that? I don't think so. I did. Oh, man. Let me add it. Why? Because I heard, like, Dave Hubert and everyone else do that. He did it because everybody else did it. Even the women. Thus saith the Lord thy God unto thee. The Lord thy God. And it worked. But God doesn't speak like that anymore, right? He, 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 he's like, what's he saying? I need an interpreter. I love Dave Hubert. Really, really love him. But I'm, so I'm not you shouldn't talk about him, talk about me, because I did the same thing. I used to preach like Norval Hayes, remember that? It's your mind that gets you in trouble. I had an accent, a southern accent, and I'm from Montreal. Because all I did was listen. You know who was worse? Ken Greter. He listened to Kenneth Hagin all the time, and he talked like this all the time from the pulpit. I got some old tapes. I said, I'm going to tell on you. I think he burned them. Because we all like that preaching. You listen enough of it, you start talking like that. It's your mind that gets you in trouble, you flaky thing, you. You like, remember Norval? When it, just whenever I'm at a meeting, I think, oh, that's person a little bit. And God goes, yeah, remember Norval? I'm like, yeah, me too. Okay, well, I'm not going to judge that person. Uh, revelation, please. Yeah, well, I should be humble. Well, oh, it's good to be humble. Thank you, honey. It's so my wife, she's telling me to be humble, I better wake up. So uh, it's in the same conference in Minnesota, I'm sitting there, oh it's 1.31, I'm sitting there, it's 11.31, so we're good, I'm an hour early. Two hours early, okay, that's really good. Well, have a drink, if, if that offends you, just drink heavily. I'm ahead of my time, you said, honey? My big head, come on, I've told that enough. <laughs> Let the past be the past. But God did say to me, back in the 80s, I mean, we'd have ripping meetings, things were happening, and I was a Bible teacher speaking to my Norval Hayes uh, talk. And people get healed, we wouldn't even pray for them. I remember the basketball coach's, uh, MEI basketball coach's wife was there, she had a, a toe that had that been broken, and she was in pain every day, and God just healed her, she started jumping up and down. When Mennonites are jumping up and down, you know something's going on. God's moving. So so it was good. But what they want me to talk about is when. Oh Kevin, I'll forget it then. I thought it was you, honey. Kevin wants me to talk about my big head. Let that same anointing go. No. Anyway, one day, Shirley goes up this in the 80s, thank God. I always say 80s, long time. But anyway, it happened, and she goes, I think you love ministry more than God. And I'm like, nope, look at my look at my fruit. And then I'm thinking, wait a minute. I don't know if any of that's my fruit, because I was leading people to lead led like a couple hundred people to the Lord one on one, two years. But I remembered everyone and I had a belt for every number for everyone. we were coming to the Lord, and I prayed for people and I think, man, I'm moving in it. Where's everyone else? I tell you, don't think those things. And so I asked God, God, how am I doing? Because I thought it was doing good. Take heed when you think you stand, lest you fall. He goes, you think you're doing good, eh? He says, you got a big head. I said, a big head. How big? Now, when God starts to speak, <laughs> make sure He continues to speak. Some people go, God said something to me. What did He say? He said, Well, that was all he, they heard. It felt so good. No, listen, keep Him talking. The guys at the, you know, the guys on the road to Emmaus. Jesus acted right. He's a good actor. He acted as if he was going to go further. I'm going further, boys. Remember, that he says that, and they said, "No, no, no, stay with us." So he kept talking, keeping talking. So says that, "How big's my head? Like basketball size or moon size?" He goes, "Your head's so big when you come into a church, the rest of your body doesn't." He says, "Your body fits. The rest, of your head's so big it doesn't fit through the door." That's what God said to me. That's when I thought I was doing real good. I found out I was doing real bad. Yeah, she just said I should listen to her. Honey, when I'm done, you talk about your big head story. You can come up here. And then Kevin third. She doesn't have one. So anyway, he says, yeah, you're like a lot of churches. The body comes in, but they leave the head outside. I'm like, how do, I, how do I shrink my head? Uh, that's what I said. It didn't sound good, you know. But anyway, how do I shrink the head? Oh, he gave me the scripture he used to choke on. Literally, you guys, a couple of scriptures. I didn't choke on, but I almost did. When you're word faith, and you're going out there, and man, is the word, and hallelujah. And, what, and I, I love the word. That's how I got to love the word. You know, people aren't that important. It was the word. And he goes, okay, here's how you deal with your head. In loneliness of mind, esteem others better than yourself. I used to read that and go, it's in the Bible, but nobody can do it. I used to think that, and finally I said to God. God, it's in the Bible. First of all, I said, how many others? <laughs> well, it says, esteem others better than yourself. How many others? He goes, everybody. I said, God, you put it in the Bible, but you know nobody can do it. You know nobody can do that. So I can't do that. He says, no, you can't. I know you can't, but I'll help you. So I've been on a journey ever since to esteem others better than myself. Sometimes I do better than other times. But I go and I preach because I want to esteem others better than myself. Ministry is not about you. It is about you, but it's not about esteeming you. It's about let God use you. That's all it is. It's not your works of righteousness. Don't do anything. I went into heaven about two, ni- two, two months ago in a dream. Then I woke up in a dream, and I had garments on that were so white. First thing you'll do when you Because I went in the banquet room. First thing you do, you look at your garments. Oh, they were so white. They were so white, I could hardly look at them. i think, thinking, wow, these are white. I realized not one of the, bit of my garment came from my righteousness. My righteousness is its filthy rags, the Bible says. Where was I before you, the big head thing? Okay, so I've been working on my big head. So here we go. We'll move ahead. Is that enough, Kevin, or should I go deeper? Okay, thank you. <laughs> Revelation 21. I was in, uh, I was in um, Minnesota. I had a person sitting here next to me. At a person's, it was Minneapolis, uh, uh, I was going to say the hardware store, wasn't I? it was the Minneapolis Convention Center. And I was sitting there, and there was another speaker here. Jeremy was ministering on something else. And I just got Psalm 2. Ask me the nations. You know, it's the end of the year for your possession. You strike them with the right of iron. Right. And then I knew. I said, so I have a message. You've got to go on. There was, uh, goldenlions.ca to get it. But it's called the Rod of God. It explains this and how I got it and what happened when I got it and, and all the nations when win, we and things that happened and earthquakes and different, different things and God would speak to me and this would happen that would happen this would happen and all the things that we have authority and we have power to change atmospheres to release blessing on the church and sometimes peripheral stuff you don't pray that stuff because you release blessing but also peripheral stuff on the world because when principalities come down sometimes people get hurt because they're connected to that principality that's why they do, people don't realize that But anyway, I'm sitting there and I told the guy next to me, I whispered, I said, you know what this is all about? This is all about Jesus striking the ground with the rod of his mouth. And I I whispered it to the guy next to me. And all of a sudden, Jeremy goes, oh, I bumped into an angel right when I said it, right? And he goes, and there's a scripture on the angel. And he read the scripture. He said, it is Revelation 20, uh, uh, 21. Bet you I'm in the wrong place, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm like, 20 chapters over. I'll get there. <laughs> and he said, <laughs> Revelation 2, 27, he shall rule them with a rod of iron. They shall be dashed to pieces in the potter's vessels. That's right. That's right. And the guy slid out and covered, covered me with silver and blue dust. I've never had that before. Like jewel dust just all over me. And then I had to go to, God was going to tell me all this stuff, right, about the rod of God. Then I got to move Fairly quickly, but I'm going to finish my story. It says, verse 11, there shall come forth a rod. There shall come forth a rod. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow to his roots, and it talks about the seven spirits of God. And then, and then, and it says, verse 4, but with righteousness he will judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. Now I got news for you. You're part of the body of Christ. You can do it too, but you have to do it under the instruction of God. It only happens under the instruction of God. But if you will purpose in your heart, you know there's gifts of the Spirit. There's all these things we need to have. There also the fivefold ministry. But it, when it talks about the fivefold, there's a word that says until. Wow. Until. Do you know what until means? It means you graduate. It Doesn't mean you don't need it any, anymore, but you graduated. Now you can be a teacher, whatever, prop, prop, but it's until. Like if you're in high school and you're 57, you're still in the high school, you say, what happened? Well, I don't know, I'm still here in high school. No, no, you should be teaching. You should be doing something. What are you doing in high school? I didn't read the word until, because until means you graduate. At some point, we're supposed to graduate. And when you graduate, that brings the body together because it talks about the unity of the spirit. It talks about until we all come together. It's, it's not, every now and then, one person graduates. He wants a whack of people to graduate. He wants all of us to graduate. There's not one person graduating. They're the golden boy of the kingdom and the, or golden woman of the kingdom, and everybody call, watches them and see what they're going to do. Forget it. It's so We all come into the unity of the faith, to all these things. Okay, am I good with that? Yep. Okay, so I'm going to talk about Cheerbon. Now, I don't usually met, uh, talk about Cheerbon after this testimony. I'm going to lay hands on everybody. You say, well, I haven't been talking too long. It's Sunday morning. And I want to acknowledge the pastor who said he has to be at the Super Bowl by... No, he never said that. (laughs) He did not say that. It doesn't start till after three, so stay. The women really laugh about that, but the men are a little bit sheepishly laughing. (laughs) I wonder... (laughs) <laughs> okay, here we go. Cheerbon, Indonesia. Okay, well, I got to tell you what happened before that. Okay, so I had a dream. I'll tell you about my dream. I had uh, 2013. In 2013. I have a dream. Then I have five dreams that week. And the dream is that the revival jet, which is a private jet, and it's always when I see something in my dream has has uh, wedding cake frosting color. I know, it's the bride, right? So this plane comes out, it's a private plane, but it comes out of a cave. And all of a sudden, this Dutch Airlines, KLM, comes over top and hovers, and we can't take off. And we have to go back in the cave for another year. And God says to me, Charlie, every year, something happens in The Hague, in the Netherlands, and every year, Revald gets pushed back into the cave in Canada. You gotta do something about it. Wow. So That's the reason I'm here. Not one reason, is I'm finishing that job that God gave me today, and who would have thought it would have taken this long? When I tell you what happened in the meantime, it's pretty crazy. And so he says, there's an event that happens in The Hague every year. And every year, revival gets pushed back into the cave in Canada. You'd never ever think that. you think, what in the world is that? How can one thing, I know what happens, I'm not going to tell you what it is in The Hague. It's, not, it's horrible. But anyway, I didn't know then. And God showed me where it was. and what was. But anyway, before I knew, I actually started to panic. Because now I've got five dreams. I'd, I'd run into Dutch people. And I'd lo- I lo- we love Dutch people. I mean, I've been to Holland a number of times. And, and uh, we, we had uh, Ken, uh, Van der Koy in our home for 11 years, lived in our home, 11 or 12 years. they still good. So I love Dutch people. It's not the Dutch people. But there's something that happens in Holland. The World Court is in Holland. Did you know that? The World Court is in The Hague, yeah. which I knew. But he said, there's an event that happens in Holland. And he says, um, you're going to have to deal with that. You're going to go up to Whistler, in my dream, and you're going to bring people, and you're going to pray. So we went up. Uh, Jeremy Nelson went up. I don't, did anybody come with those 49 people when we went up to Whistler? You were up to Whistler when we prayed? Yes, you were. That's right. Anybody else? You were there. Yes. 49 of us were there. Exactly 49. Because I think you and your daughter came, the last two. Yep. I have part of a memory, but it worked. Sort of works. Um, And we had 49 people. We just prayed. And the last eight, we got everybody to pray. But I said, listen, if you're just going to start preaching your vision, you go, whatever. No, we're praying for this. So if you just start praying your own thing, I'll take the mic away. okay. So don't do it. So everybody was really good. And everybody prayed. It was amazing. And it was people from across Canada. So we prayed. The next weekend, I'm in Calgary. You guys, this is how God works. I'm in Calgary, and I'm sitting there. And all of a sudden, God goes, I'm going to tell you what happened, what, how this thing got into Canada. I said, how can another nation get into Canada and affect Canada like this? It makes no sense. God, you've got to give me more wisdom. I'm sitting there. He goes, well, and during the Second World War, he said, this is what God said to me. I already knew some of it, it was to be true. My grandfather told me. He said that the, do you know that the Dutch flag flew over the parliament building's in Canada for two, for two days during the Second World War. Did you know that? And that, ha- that Canada was declared Holland for two days. You don't know that? Yep. Yep. You can go and Google it up. Don't Google it now. I'm preaching. <laughs> 2013. And God tells me this. We're at Kimberly's, Shirley's friend, room, uh, table full of people. I said, honey, I know what it is. I know what it is. I know what it is. I said, it's, that, it's, when we, it's when the king, Mackenzie King, not the king, Mackenzie King, who was, was demon-possessed and mentally ill. I mean, CBC will tell you that. He claimed his dog talked to him. The spirit of his mother talked from his dog. He would say this publicly and told him who to send to World War II. He sent so many people to their death. He literally had gone insane. And so the queen... And the king of Holland had escaped to Canada from the Nazis, so-called. But anyway, they came to Canada. And she was pregnant. The queen was pregnant. And if a princess is born outside of Holland, she can't be a princess. So they declared the municipal hospital in Ottawa. They declared that for two days because when they knew she was going to get the baby. He made a declaration. Canada has this thing that they can put themselves under another nation for a short period of time. In ca- but of course, it's the United States in case of w- in nuclear attack. I mean, that's what it's all there for, right? So they could actually go and say, look, we're putting ourselves under another nation. They did that in Parliament, voted on it, and they said for the next 48 hours, we will be the Netherlands, and we're going to fly the Dutch flag, not the Canadian flag, over Parliament. Now, some of you are like, oh, I don't know about that. Now listen to what happened. Shirley was there. Not three minutes later, Shirley goes, oh... Fadeen sent you an email. So I get the email from the desk of Stephen Harper. Today, Friday, the blah, 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 until Sunday evening, sundown, we will be celebrating the 70th anniversary today, the 70th anniversary of the Dutch flag flying over the parliament building in Ottawa as we became Holland for the Netherlands for 48 hours. And as a sign of appreciation, because Holland liberated Canada. So we get all those tulips every year, right? During the Second World War. He says, as a sign of appreciation, we're going to fly the Dutch flag over the Parliament Buildings, And there's a picture of the Dutch flag flying over the Parliament Buildings, As it did for 48 hours, 70 years ago to the day. You know what the 70 years is? It means two things. Number of captivity, number of the end of captivity. 70 is the number of captivity. It's also the number of the end of captivity. Israel, right, 70 years, Daniel prayed. I couldn't wait to get to church because now the flight's 48 hours. I got a few hours. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? God goes, tomorrow in Craig's church, you're going to make a decree. You're not going to rebuke a principality. Now listen, stop it. Oh, I'm an intercessor. So what? Great if, if you are. There's far fewer than what we think. Just because you pray a lot doesn't make you an intercessor. Intercessors are called to stand and make a difference. Called to stand first, pray second. And I'm not here to rebuke intercessors, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the body of Christ under the name of prophetic intercessor. You either got something and you know how to throw it down, or you don't. And if you don't, maybe just pray. Don't talk so much. That's just what I'm saying. Have a drink. If that offended you, you have a double. cares? I have intercessors. I have powerful intercessors. My intercessor got saved the same time Patricia King did, and 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 within a couple. Of, she's amazing the intercessor. Still going. She's a nurse, and um, so anyway, I go to Craig's church. I walk up to Craig's church. I think Craig, I'm going to do this. Can I do this? I make a declaration. I'm going to make a decree that something comes to an end today. Seven years captivity comes to an end. He says, "Yep." rock yourself up. I walk up. Guess what kind of flowers? They have around tulips. tulips. The only time they've ever had fresh tulips all around the pulpit was that Sunday morning. I get up there. We're gonna make a decree, and I told them the story I just told you. But it was fresh, just happened. So I let her rip. I said, God, this whatever this thing is in Canada. But you see, we did a number of things. But today it ends right here, right here, right here, right here, and right here, and right here, with a bunch of witnesses. I don't care if you feel nothing, see nothing. Don't look for the rockets and the fireworks. I'm telling you, it's the Word that gets thrown down. And when the Word strikes the ground, everything's got to move. Yeah, I, you know what? It's 10-2. I'm going to try to do this real quick because it's something you got to get. Yeah, but it's something you got to get the kids. Oh, the kids can come in. Anyway. Yeah, okay. Because I'm praying. But i got to share a cheer button. And so I preach. It was an anointing. Didn't feel much happen, except I didn't know. I knew something happened. The next day in the evening, I get a, an email with a, an article. The next day, on Monday, it's in 2000 and, uh, thir- 2013, the Queen of Holland resigned. Wow. The next day, H- resign. out of the blue, resigned, quit. I said the Queen of the Netherlands, quit. <laughs> How that happen? Miracle signs, and wonders, that stuff moves. Move in the rebel on, and that realm moves. You don't even have to speak to it. You, you speak to the realm, maybe. But I didn't have to do that. just made a decree in the heavens because I knew 70 years was up and God had shown me all this. Okay. Here we go. i got to try to. Okay. Carbon. So, a few years later, I am in Chirban. Chirban, Indonesia. How many have been to in Indonesia? Anybody? You've been to in Indonesia. You guys have been to in Indonesia. Then Indonesia,
1: I've been all over
0: the place, all the way from, uh, I was going to say Baghdad. <laughs> That's not Indonesia. Um, anyway, Chirban, you cannot fly into Chirban. You've got to take a train, and even first class on the train, you're hoping the thing stays on the track. I mean, it's like, we're in Indonesia, right? I've been all over, the, uh, Batam, I was going to say, Batam, to Jakarta, to, to, uh, to East, to East Timor, West Timor, I don't know how many Timors, they have a bunch of Timors, we went to a bunch of those. Sometimes it was dangerous, sometimes it wasn't. Sometimes the police would come to help you. Sometimes they'd come to arrest you. But they never did. Because the one time they came and they told us they were coming, they had our passports. And they were going to be looking. If you say anything negative about Islam, we're going to arrest you. Well, Jill Austin went crazy the first night and said everything you're not supposed to do. Well, the police weren't there. Whose meeting did they come to? Mine. And they are at the back. And I could see them looking. I was so drunk in the spirit, I could hardly stand up. And I'm sitting there
1: going,
0: And after about 10 minutes, I saw one, I don't speak Indonesian, but I knew exactly what he said. One policeman looks at the other and he goes, Well, this guy, is, he's no uh, problem for, uh, Yeah, he's not going to hurt. This guy's harmless, in other words. No, he's no threat to, to Indonesian society. So I've been in Indonesia lots. Well will go to chirbon, take the take the take the dream, take the train, we're going to chirbon. I go to my room, my hotel room. God says, Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray. I said I'm going to pray. What am I praying for? Just start praying. So I'm walking back and door. What am I looking at? The back of the back of the door. Wow. It's in Indonesia, not doing me any good. The only thing I can read is the name of the city. So I'm walking back and forth. All of a sudden my mind starts wandering, which I let it wander in the Lord. And I'm thinking about the stamps that I have and the, and the wax seals that I have that are the, the earliest of Canada and from the 1830s. It, I have all the stamps that predate every other stamp and the wax seals for stamps. And I thought, I wonder how much they're worth. <laughs> so I'm praying. I go on the iPad and it has a big wax seal, red wax seal, I thought I got one of those. It's probably worth I, I'm praying. So I'm praying for the meeting. Lord, what do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? A red wax seal. Red, and he goes, okay, you're going to walk up and you're going to say this. i almost done the message. You're going to walk up and you're going to say, this church has authority, which means you can throw down, you have authority against the red wax seal. Everybody's sitting there. Well, I wasn't in the meeting yet. God's just telling me what to preach. And I'm like, God, you got something else? That ain't working for me. I don't have that in my repertoire. I'm about the red wax seal. I don't know nothing about it. He goes, You're going to preach on the red wax seal. And this church has authority over the red wax seal. And that's the, that's the reason this town exists, is over the red wax seal. And this is what you're going to do, and you're going to, you're, going to, you're going to give her. And so, I get up in the meeting. I'm like, Hey, red wax, I don't have much. Can you imagine that's all you got? What do you do with that? Red wax seal. So I said, okay. I said it like I knew what I was doing. And the lady doesn't speak a word of English, right? I said, your church has authority to break the power of the red wax seal. That was the word. You have the authority to break the power of the red wax seal. The rod of God coming out of your mouth. You have authority to do this. She never batted an eyelash. Everybody's sitting there looking at me like, what are you talking about? Because I have an interpreter. I don't even know if he's interpreting that. I've had people, they didn't like my sermon. They interpreted something else. People told me they didn't interpret any of that. I had one guy didn't like anything I had to say. He said the opposite of everything I said. The people told me after. <laughs> but this guy interpreted. She just, she's looking. She's like a mama preacher, right? She has all these. And I said it again, and I preached about the red wax seal. You have authority over that? You have authority to break it? Uh, so when I'm done, I'm thinking, well, I don't know if anything happened there. We were out back. We're eating in the back. She gets this guy to come over. He's got a camera. And the interpreter's telling me, two years ago, we made a trip to two places on the same trip. First trip, Whistler, British Columbia. I said, what? Yep, we went up to Whistler. And they're there all up in Whistler praying. It's praying, praying, praying. What are you praying for? Because we're about to break the power of the red wax seal. I said, what? What red wax seal? The red wax seal. The Dutch red wax seal. I said, what do you mean the Dutch red wax seal? Where's the red thing? It's in The Hague. I said, what? She goes, I'm in Indonesia. Do you know what the name of the city means in French, letter for letter? It's Cierbon, C-I-E-R-B-O-N. It means good wax. C-I-E-R, wax in French. Bon, B-O-N, good. The name of the city was good wax. How's that happen? Follow God. You'll end up going where you're supposed to go. And, I, and she goes, she showed me all these pictures in Whistler. What are they praying for? They're praying because Dutch had rule over Indonesia for 450 years. And she said that was the 70th anniversary of the Dutch leaving Indonesia. And on the 70th anniversary, and the day of the 70th anniversary, get to where she was and her whole team. She showed me the pictures in The Hague. And they show me this, great, if you're, if you're Dutch, we love you. We know if you're not Dutch, you're not much, so we understand that. But, <laughs> but they had this, they were in The Hague, and there was this big animal skin scroll, like the you know Declaration of Independence, a bigger, with a wax seal this big, you guys, a big red wax seal. She focused the radio. She said, we went in there, we broke the power of that red wax seal. I want everybody to stand up, please. There's a time to be quiet. There's a time to throw down. Ly- most lions, African lions, don't. you know they don't roar into the air, right? Unless they get ticked. But if they're hungry, they put their head in the ground. I've seen them. You, you can go on national. Geographic And then they roar into the ground. And that roar will go, apparently, up to half a mile, maybe even a mile, and that's why you see all these animals, and there's the lions. And when the lions come out, they don't move because they are petrified. They don't know who's going to be next. Somebody's the meal, and they might be it. And their friend might be the entree. They don't know. But God has a sound. When he throws his rod down, he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. We're part of the body of Christ. I don't do it very often. We're going to strike the earth with the rod of our mouth. What are we striking it for in Canada? Whatever ails us, whatever's wrong. But I'm not going to go and strike somebody. I'm not, see, sometimes we want to take our rod and hit somebody over the head. We don't like their politics or we don't like what, you know, let's hit them or even our neighbor or somebody, a Christian. Your rod is not meant for your neighbor. The rod is meant for the enemy. The staff is meant for the church. But even then, some guys try to hook hook people a bit harder, hang them on it, I don't know, one or the other. But here's what we're going to do. God, what are we going to do? You know, it's a good day today in the spirit. The sun is shining. Because you're going to strike the earth through the rod of your mouth. And I want you just in your mind, and if you don't know Jesus, listen, whoever invited you here, say, I want to become a Christian today. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait. But here's what I want you to do. You know, I don't often do the roar, but you know, we're going to do the, it's going to be like a roar, but we're going to, we're going to strike the earth through the rod of our mouth. And it's usually, it's not a matter of words. This is a matter you go and do it. But you need to believe you got a rod on in the inside of you. you got a rod on in the inside of you. you got a rod on in the inside of you. you got a lion on the inside of you. you got a lion of the tribe of Judah. It's the only one that can open the scroll and break the seven seals. See, the enemy has sealed stuff up and cap stuff up. You know what? Today, we're going to speak to the ground. That's, that's where the caps are, in the ground. We're going to speak to those caps. Whether it's a cap in your own life. Whether it's a cap over your job, over your family. It's a cap over your city. I don't just want you to be general. I want you to think, Lord, give them something right now. And I want you to throw down today. And something about throwing down. You're not, I'm going up there. No, you're going down here. Low is good. Low is good. God dwells in the high and lofty place with him that is of a humble and a contrite heart. And so Lord, we're gonna throw down today. Kids can do this too. It's not a war against people. We don't fight against flesh and blood. We fight, what, I've just given you a whole whack of testimonies of what God can do when you're obedient. And I feel there's something in this church, it's almost like full circle, where we're gonna strike the earth with the rod of our mouth. I'm going to give a count to one, two, three, whatever that is to you. I want you to speak here. I want you to see yourself throwing it down. I want you to see Jesus from heaven throwing it out, striking the earth with the rod of his mouth. You ready? One, two, three, yeah! you to remember something when moses threw the rod down it turned into a snake why a snake we think snake is bad well what did jesus say be harmless as doves but wise as serpents i'm talking about the wisdom of god has been released because god uses the foolish things to confound the wise the foolish things like this well what does that do everything Jesus strikes the earth through the rod of his mouth. How do you take nations? You're taking nations today. You're taking nations today. You're taking nations today. I'm seeing cactuses, so maybe it's Arizona we're taking, I don't know. Phoenix. Maybe it's the Gobi Desert, I don't know, but taking something somewhere. But I believe that God is about to deal with principalities. I believe he is going to deal. He is going to deal with the witchcraft that's been coming after you. I command bodies to be healed right now. I command bodies to be healed. I command lethargy to leave. I command strength to come. I command power to come in your bodies. I command your eyes to be restored. I command your shoulders. I command that pain to loose in the name of Jesus. I release healing over backs right now. Chronic fibromyalgia. I command it, go. Lord, let the wind of God blow in here and blow out every disease, every sickness through your anointing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. God is doing something very special. Something very special. In a minute, I'm going to have you up and then you can keep singing over the people. I'm going to have you up. In fact, you know what? Well, you're on the floor. see on the floor with Oh, people traveling you. But I'm going to tell you something today what's happening. You can write this down. Unexpected blessings are coming your way. Unexpected blessings. How do I know? Because I woke up today with the same song I gave a friend two months ago. I saw a roll of pennies. I said, a roll of pennies. He says, tell him that pennies from heaven are coming. And I thought, oh, pennies from heaven? Hang on. Lord, I thank you that every new age spirit is crushed right now. Every new age spirit is crushed. Every new age spirit is crushed and destroyed and annihilated and set on fire. I saw these pennies. I said, God, it's just a roll of pennies. He says, tell him. Sing the song, Pennies from Heaven. And I'm like, what? I haven't heard that thing for 40 years or more. I started singing about pennies from heaven. When it rain, it rains pennies from heaven. And I'm like, I told Greg, I said, Greg, these pennies from heaven are coming. I said, but it's what it represents, not the pennies. It represents a sudden blessing. A sudden something coming. The very next day, he t- and I've seen it probably 10 times since. There's this commercial that comes on every now and then. When it comes to rain, it rains. Pennies from heaven. The next day, I had not heard that song for forty years. Now they're singing about pennies from heaven and the sudden blessings that come. Pennies from heaven. I woke up this morning. Tell them the pennies from heaven are coming, which means sudden blessings, sudden blessings, sudden. Blessings. Come on, get a hold of it, catch it. You got to catch it. You got to catch it, catch it, catch it by faith. Catch it catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it, catch it. Lord, I thank you that every New Age spirit that would try to bring calamity over dissolves in jesus name dissolves in jesus name dissolves lord you said that you would crush them with a rod of iron you will strike them with a rod of iron i also see the turtle spirit over people's lives what is the turtle spirit it's one step forward three steps back the thing you have is right at hand and all of a sudden it's gone you know that you have and then it's gone and here it comes and there it goes that's the turtle spirit Lord, we thank you that you crush the turtle spirit. You crush that turtle spirit that gives people hope and then pulls it back. I said that gives people hope. I had turtle soup in Singapore with Jedediah Tam. He said, You want some turtles? I said, I'll try it. You try all our food. We go, they have a fish tank full of turtles. I'm like, oh no, not in front of me. They took out this great big turtle. There's kids here. So I'll just say they uh, they did the kitchen work right in front of us. And I got a good visual of what happens to the turtle spirit. Now, if you've got a Freddy the turtle, that's okay, he's gonna be okay at home. But you know what? It's time to go forward, not forward and back and back and forward and forward and back and back and forward and forward and back. Lord, I thank you. We strike the earth with the rod of our mouth. We strike the earth. The body of Christ is striking the earth. God, the body of Christ is striking the earth. The body of Christ is striking the earth. The body of Christ is striking the earth. The body of Christ is striking the earth with the rod of our mouth. 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 Of our mouth. You're going to bring healing, deliverance, restoration, revival, revival, revival. revival. Praise God. Uh, you know what? It's already 12.07. I want to lay hands on everybody. This is going to be a... We, got, we have to have a, a, a... And I do it very quickly. Because that anointing comes and it goes. And when it's gone, it's gone. There's an anointing for you guys today. Because you've already set the table. So guess who's coming? The guys from the highways and byways. Bobby will be a signpost. That weekend anyway. I, I'm pretty sure Bobby's coming, right? Yeah, That's going to be a signpost. weekend. I see God just turning the light on, yeah, like a light switch, gonna throw a switch. So here's what I want to do, I don't know how we want to do it. okay, a one-man fire tunnel, perfect, now listen, if you wipe out, the ushers will drag you to the front, seriously, we had to pray for 507 people two weeks ago, we had, we had 40 people though in the fire tunnel, so there's nobody in the fire, I'm a, it's like a fire hose, okay. I'll be the fire hydrant. All right, everybody that wants it, you come around through. If you're on this side of the auditorium, you come around through. We start a line and we go this way and you go out those doors on that side. So come through this way and out that way, all right? It surely is going to be you move at, fast. Shirley's you get, be you in get, the get the what front, you get and you keep books. going. You keep going. If you fall out, we'll get you out of the way. Don't worry about it, all right? Let's go. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you for fire, fresh anointing, fresh fire. Come on. Oh, there's glory. This is a fresh anointing, you guys. This is a fresh anointing this morning. this afternoon, fresh anointing. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Well, more, Okay, take more. Fresh anointing. Woo! These guys used to babysit Sammy, but it's like little, little. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Fresh anointing, fresh, fresh anointing. There's a fresh anointing, you guys, this morning, this afternoon. Fresh anointing. Sandra, come on, fresh anointing. Father, I thank your latter years to be greater than the former. Thank you, fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Woo! Oh, the angels are here, the chariots of fire. Wow, take that. Some of you are going home with a new chariot. Not a new car, a new chariot. Take that, wow. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Oh boy, here comes the ease of the focus. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Come on. Whoah huh. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Fresh anointing, fresh anointing. As a man after my own height right there. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Fresh anointing. Take that, you guys. There's a fresh anointing in here today. This is a demarcation day. Everything will be different. Fresh, fresh anointing. You anointed my head with fresh oil. My cup, what, runs over. Fresh oil. The rock poured out oil for me. The rock poured out oil for me, Job said. Oil. Oil, fresh oil, fresh oil, fresh oil. Fresh anointing. Fresh oil. Fresh man Fresh oil. Fresh glory. Fresh anointing. Fresh fire. Fresh power. Oh, the river. There's a river, 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 right through her body. Top of her head, soles of her feet. River, river. River, 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 river. River, river, river. Woo! River, 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 river. Woo! River, 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 river. Man, you guys are moving fast. You know how to move through, wow. River, river. This is like, this is better than the train to cheer on. I mean, this train moves. River, whoa. River, 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 river. River, 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 river. whoa, river. Man, the lightning of God, I'm telling you, everything's happening all at the same time. The lightnings are here, the chariots are here, the glory is here, the fire is here. I see the scrolls, there's scrolls coming in on people. There's new seasons coming, fresh fire. Something about Chirvon, I'm telling you. Something about that place of fulfillment. Oh, pray for you again, take that, re-overhaul. Oh, the fire, 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 fire fire oh, fire oh man fire. fire 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 and more fire and more fire hey fire you were one of the 49. there was the 12 disciples then the 49 lord fire fire and more fire and fire oh and glory lord let that fire come, fire fall, fire fall, fire fall, fire fall, fire, fire. this is like, a it's a fresh anointing, guys. God's doing something today, God's doing something in the last few weeks, a fresh prophetic anointing, fire anointing, glory anointing, take that. Glory, more glory, more anointing, more fire, more tickle, more joy, more fire, more fire. Fire, fire. Fire, fire. Fire, Lord, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing, fresh anointing. Come on, that's a fresh anointing. But heaven is pouring out oil. Heaven is pouring out oil. oil, oil. Oil, oil from heaven. Oil, 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 oil. More oil, more oil. More oil, more oil. 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 We're about more oil. Oh man, what's going on? Oil, oil. Oil, oil, lots of oil, lots of oil. Lots of oil. <laughs> oh, there's a fresh anointing. Lots of oil. Take that. Oil, oily oil. How about some oily oil? Take that. Oily oil. Oil. Oily oil. Oily oil. Oh man, oily oil. Oily oil. The best. Best is yet to come. Oily oil. Oily oil. Oily oil. Oily oil. Oil. That's fresh oil. You guys, I can't explain it. It's just fresh oil coming down from heaven, coming over us, lots of oil, more oil coming, lots of oil for this guy, Lord, just pound it in, pound it in, pound it in his belly, 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 oil, oil, a A lot of oil, more oil, 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 come on, Lord, double it, triple it quadruple barrels, barrels, rivers to swim in, and barrels and barrels. Oil and oil and oil. Oil, 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 oil Oil for these holy rollers. Oil for the holy rollers. Holy oil for the holy rollers. Oil, Oil. (laughs) oil. Oh yeah, this is good. Oil. Oil. Lord, we thank you for oil, 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 oil. the double, the double, the double, double. Wow. Oil. Oil. Come on, oil. Willis, oil. Willis oil. Willis oil, Lord. Just fill them up, fill him up, fill him up, fill them up, fill him up, up. Oil, fresh oil. I'll go up here and say one more thing. Willis, God's good, eh? <laughs> now it's better. Let me just say this. Shirley's out with the books. You know, sometimes just sitting around for a few minutes after something like this will do you good. You never know what's going to jump on you. A good thing that will jump on you. Every meeting I've ever gone to, almost everyone, I see James 1.17 come. Especially at the end. They just, it's like all these gifts floating over people. They don't know that it's still there. Just receive by faith. But God, what you're believing for, but not only that, believe that God will use the gift that he put within you. Don't have faith in the gift. Have faith that God can activate the, the gift. How do you activate it? By stepping out, by being bold. Oh, there's a fresh wind. You guys, just about every manifestation of revival you can imagine is whirling all over the place. And when it all touches the ground, so will we. You know what, you know, what's here, you know what this is, is the goodness of God. Bob Jones talks about, this is the last thing I'll talk about, but Bob Jones talked about the fruit of goodness. Has anybody ever read Bob Jones' seven fruit of the spirit? Oh man, get a hold of that. Bob Jones' seven fruit of the spirit. One of them is goodness. And he says, goodness heals people. The goodness of God is what God is all about. And he heals people. How do we know that? It says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth who went about doing. So God anointed him with the Holy Ghost and power and Jesus went about doing good. Doing good. Lord, I want to release that doing good anointing. Fill us with the goodness of God, Lord. The goodness of God. The goodness of God. Our family. Lord, we need the goodness of God in our schools. We need the goodness of God in our government. We need the goodness of God. But Father, we thank you today. Something new is happening. Out with the old, in with the new. Amen. Well, praise God. Wow, wow. Just remember, it's a choice to believe you got something or not. Something was released, so go forth in power. Go forth fresh oil. Believe. I, I, I go, even as you go home today, ask the Lord, say, Lord, what's new now today? Come on, activate by faith. So, Lord, we just release. Lord God, we send forth the church out to see the harvest today in Jesus' name. Be blessed guys, you're amazing. Thanks for coming out. Wow, prayer team will be up here. Be blessed.